welcome to AME, the show for anything and everything. Uh, I'm Aaron, and I'm Aaron. And uh, uh, our names are spelled slightly differently. I'm Aaron with AA. Uh, she's Aaron with E. Uh, and uh, we decided to do a podcast together about uh, anything and everything. So we just basically pick a topic that appeals to each of us. We do a presentation on that topic, and then we challenge the other person to play a game that we invented uh, where they can earn up to 10 points uh, per game. Uh, the games are always worth 10 points just to keep it you know, fair and even. Uh, and uh, at the end of the show, whoever has the most points is the winner of the episode and gets an inflated ego. Um, yeah, so uh, normally, uh, or at least up until this point, uh, this first segment has been where we just catch up on our weeks and, uh, you know, and, and I waffle about us not having, you know, emails yet or voicemails, but that's not true anymore. We have voicemails. We have two Woo! of them. I'm so psyched. I'm stoked. We have not listened to these in any way, so they might be awful, but we don't know. So, uh, Aaron, uh, take it away. Uh, how do you want to uh, just play the thing? Yeah, I'm just going to go in the order received. Okay, uh, let's do it. So let's this, do it. I'm excited. This, no this idea first, what's coming. This first voicemail comes from friend of the show, Colin. Yay. Hi, guys. It's Colin Max here. Thought I'd just drop you a quick line to say congratulations on getting your new show out. I look forward to many weeks of fun and laughter from the pair of you. <laughs> Bye. Oh, Colin. I know. Uh, Colin, I hope you've received our care package by now. Uh, we sent Colin a little something. Sneaky, sneaky. Um, by the time he hears this, he should damn well have it. Um, I hope so. Yeah, um, so excited about that, but uh, enjoy that, Colin, uh, when you get it. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, just a little, little sneaky post-Christmas gift for uh, one of our favorite fans for both of our shows. Yeah. Um, well, now all three of our shows, I guess. Um, Absolutely, yeah. So that's very cool. I'm just always pleased to hear from them. Um, yeah, so uh, that's voicemail number one down. What else we got? Well, another fan, uh, I think of your show as well, but definitely follows by Coastal Biatches, uh, is our friend Todd, or we call him yeah. Tallyman Todd on our show. Uh, there's nothing to tally here because we're just not saying fucking dick as much as we could, I guess. I mean, anyway. we, could, we could up our fucking dick count if, if we have- want him to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm willing to sneak fucks and dicks into all my topics. I mean, it's it's not an issue. All right, we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that. I, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, we could make it a contest. Whoever can sneak more fucks and dicks into their contest without without just oh. sitting there going fuck 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 because that's cheating. Um, you know, on on Biocoastal Biatches to throw in extra dicks, I go dick dick dick. Tick tick tick, Nickelodeon, and and uh, yeah. Anyway, here's his voicemail. Right. I'm done. Come on, Todd. What you got? Well, holy shit! Now I got to start calling another damn voicemail because the podcast has finally surfaced. I didn't even know you guys put it out yet until this week, and you're already into episode three. So. Finally, I got caught up with episodes one and two, and now I'm going to do three tomorrow morning. But I'll just say I'm really enjoying your guys' chemistry. The format's awesome with the history of the topic and then a little game about it. It's a lot of fun. I didn't even think I'd be interested in half the shit you guys are talking about or actually look it up on my own, I should say. But it's actually pretty damn fun. It makes history class fun because you know it's history but anyways i'm done rambling on i'm sure you know who this fucking is now it's tally man taught out love you both see ya yeah um i think it just kind of worked out that our second episode was all about history um i mean to be to be fair the title of the show is anything and everything so we're literally going to cover whatever grabs our interest no matter what it is um but yeah, it just it just kind of worked out that episode two was the history episodes. 
It really did. Yeah, it yeah. was weird. Yeah, but I mean, it was a good time. Um, that was a lot of fun, um, especially researching the, the War of Jenkins' Ear. That was a that was a bizarre <laughs> series of events that I really liked. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so, uh, it's so cool to hear from, uh, Telling Man Todd and, uh, Colin Meggs. Um, so yeah, anyone who wants to, if you want to leave a voicemail, you can just visit our anchor page. And I think there's a, a spot right on there to leave us a message. Um, you can do it right from your phone. Yep. 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 It is great. And if for some reason it's not working for you, you can also do a quick uh, audio recording on your smartphone and send it to our email, which is Aaron and Aaron inbox at gmail.com. Correct. Um, and that's boy, Aaron, the word and <laughs> girl, Aaron inbox at gmail.com. If you're having trouble, just... if you're having trouble spelling it, I spell it at the end of every show. So don't worry about it. Um, I'm going to find a fun way to spell it one of these days. But uh, yeah. Honestly, I toy with the idea of just like coming up with like the most. At one point I was like, we should make it uh, Cloatia or Cloaca or whatever. <laughs> that should be our inbox name. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. That sounds hard. Um, plus hey. there's. Probably some like cloaca at cheap. <laughs> 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 to be fair, cloaca is a word that you, you would have difficulty spelling. Spelling, I've yeah. Never seen it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So that's delightful. Thank you, uh, both of you fellows. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's that, that was just genuine delight. <laughs> So uh, let's uh, just uh, quickly uh, go over what we've been up to this week. Erin, anything? Uh, well, I came off the COVID vaccine where I thought I was dying because I had my booster. <laughs> and I have a really bad reaction to it that basically kind of just mimics COVID. And then while I was laying around dying from that, I got a sinus infection. So now I'm on antibiotics oh, and uh, up here in the Pacific Northwest, Sudafed is a controlled substance because people use it to make meth. And I guess mm. if you're bored, you make meth. Hmm. So okay. uh, I had to get prescription Sudafed, which I was like, in California, I used to just walk into like fucking CVS and buy Sudafed. And now I got to get a doctor to say I need it. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm, you know, back and about. I uh, did you see the title of our sh when I released episode four? Did you see the title that I came up with? Yes, Rush to the Piss Pots. Yeah, <laughs> I was pretty pleased with that one. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, all things yeah. considered. Yeah, um, <laughs> reminded me pretty quickly of what your topic was. <laughs> <laughs> you. Set the bar, the bar, bar, not by. You set the bar yeah. so high with our first episode when you came <laughs> up with the places you don't want to have sausage title or places you shouldn't have sausage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I was like, I have to like, I have to be wordplay queen anytime <laughs> it's my turn to initiate episode. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I thoroughly like that. That was pretty good. Uh, what about you though? You've been you were you're prepping for something big, and then you've, we've got something else uh, going on a little later, which yeah. will now be in the past for our listeners. Yeah, it seems like uh, I spend all my time working and then working on uh, our hundredth episode um, for BFYTW. Um, it's exciting. It is coming up uh, soon, hopefully. I just want it to be over. I just want it to be over. <laughs> I'm so tired and I have no time to do anything. It's crazy. Um, but um, yeah, in between here and there, when I get any sort of free time when there's nothing I can do about the 100th episode or so on, um, I just sit down and tinker with stuff. Um, lately, I had an embarrassment of riches uh, from uh, people on Facebook just sending me uh, laptops. Um, it's bizarre. <laughs> Um, well, and my friends on Facebook all know that I, I run a, I, I don't want to call it a side business because that's, it's not a business. It doesn't generate money. I don't, uh, it's, I, I do it for fun and I, I do it for friends, but I build computers, you know, it's something I, I just enjoy doing. Um, but obviously with the computer part shortage in the world right now, I, I don't get many opportunities to do that. 
Um, so, um, people have actually been, you know, writing me saying, Hey, I've got this old thing in my closet that I haven't used in God knows how long do you want it? And my godfather sent me two laptops. I think I talked about it last week. Um, this week, um, I got a laptop from work that somebody found in a closet. Um, and, uh, it's like a Dell Inspiron 5100. It's from, I want to say 15 years ago. Um, it's it, this thing is a tank like 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 the the think pads before them you could literally beat someone to death with it it's that heavy and sturdy um whereas like my current laptop the one that i got last year um if i were to so much as glance at it the wrong way it could fall apart like that's how it's how flimsy those things feel nowadays uh compared to the old tank style <laughs> laptops of the of the 90s and 2000s did you have something to say? You looked like you were going to. Oh, I found, uh, I know you sent me uh, for as a little Christmas uh, joy, that link to the Robert or Rob. I can't talk today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm so sorry. The Roger Rabbit uh, IBM game. Yeah. I found the disc. Really? In my stuff. I own it. I have the disc. I found my I Dream of Genie game and my original Oregon Trail and something else. So at this point now, I'm thinking I need to find one of those like 3.5 floppy drive. There's got to be some kind of a unit that hooks up to a modern computer and reads yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I, I think they're called like uh, floppy disk emulators or, or it, may, it may be a different name. I think a floppy disk emulator is actually like um. Dosbox. It's it's the reverse. It's like a it's like a, a a unit that you plug into an old machine, but instead of a floppy disk, you put a USB stick in. And oh the, shit! Okay. The computer thinks it's a floppy disk. The other way around, I think, would just be like a USB external floppy disk unit. I think they exist. I don't know. Sure. That's my quest now, but I, I had to follow up and tell you that I found I'm unpacked, but I had these like random little small boxes of stuff in boxes that were like old computer stuff and old office. And so I opened one and I was like, Oh my God, Jenny's journeys, touchstone typing tutor, like all my old kid games, all those like 3.5 size discs, all of them. Perfect condition. Wow. So. Uh, okay, so I can verify that you can get a 3.5-inch USB external floppy disk drive uh, that you can attach to a modern computer. Uh, I don't know about the larger, the, I think the 5.25. I don't have those. Those are the big old. Yeah, I'm not that massive, old. Massive floppy disks that actually were floppy. <laughs> they were, and they weren't very, they weren't stable. I had some as a child, mm. and I remember those would be the ones, and you had to, like, lock it in place in the machine, yeah. Yeah, and very yeah, often yeah. I'd punch push. the disc. <laughs> yeah, you had, to, you had to push it all the way into the disk drive, and then you had to turn the little handle to make sure it couldn't mm -hmm. escape. Like that's <laughs> Yeah, but if you didn't get it all the way in, like, the, to the sweet spot, you could mm. turn the handle, and it would, like punch the edge of the garbage. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. I never had that happen. But, well, uh, you're not me. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, I don't think those exist. I could be wrong. Yeah, 5.25-inch floppy drive USB doesn't come up with any responses. So you can't do the old-school big massive five point five and a quarter inch floppy disks but three and a half inch the rigid floppy disks those you can do i guess they are technically still floppy because the the platter on in in the disk is is you know it's 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 not rigid yeah it is technically floppy it's just yes. inside a rigid case is all we got smarter and that little metal thing slides over on yeah, that versus yeah, having to like yeah yeah 100 percent uh okay so yeah uh that's very cool um oh i'm so jazzed uh, about uh, um, our topics today um i haven't i have no idea what you're going to cover um i'm pretty excited about mine although i did admit before the show that i came up with it last minute <laughs> like i said I, I had no time this week but uh 
but I'm still excited about it because it's a near and dear to my heart. Um, so uh, we're going to go to break real quick. But when we come back, Erin's going to present her topic. Any hints you want to give us about what's to come? It's terrifying. Ooh, it's, I, I'd like to say those are my favorite ones, but uh, I guess it depends on what what we're about to uh, what we're about to experience. But we'll find out together when we come back from this break. Hang around. We'll see you in a minute. Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are BFYTW, a podcast all about playing games and having fun. Our games are usually based on British panel shows and game shows, but we'll play anything that captures our attention and imagination. Why? It's right there in the title. You'll never guess what the F stands for. Welcome back. Uh, so it's time for the first topic of the day. Uh, it's Aaron's turn to go first. Uh, so uh, Aaron, whenever you're ready, take it away. I want to preface this by saying that this topic that I'm about to discuss has haunted my dreams. And uh, it would be 1985's Return to Oz. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is terrifying. In 1985, Disney released an unofficial live-action sequel to the 1939 MGM film, The Wizard of Oz. If you saw it, you've probably been screaming ever since. I personally can't get the room of Mombi's heads out of my mind 37 years later. (laughs) The film starred Feruza Balk as Dorothy and was much darker and creepier than the original 1937 imagining the movie's dark tone literally confused parents everywhere because they brought their children to the theater expecting to see a lighthearted musical but instead showed their children a horror flick for kids (laughs) return to oz is basic this is a quote from an article i read return to oz is basically the most terrifying disney movie ever made now to be fair the creators to the creators of Return to Oz, it was a lot closer to the original Frank Baum material. It was a lot closer to the book. The book that was written by someone that clearly enjoyed a lot of opium. (laughs) Let's go over some of the darkest moments. Even before Dorothy returns to Oz, the first three minutes of the movie really sets the tone that she's living in this bleak nightmare. The tornado has caused her family to lose their entire farm when it was destroyed, and they're now struggling to make ends meet. In addition, Dorothy's favorite chicken is going to be executed for not laying eggs. Oh. Yeah, that's, 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 you think that's bad. Wait, <laughs> there's more. So, a worried Aunt M decides to take Dorothy to a creepy insane asylum to get her treated for what she assumes is made up memories or delusions of her time in Oz. Dorothy is then strapped down to a stretcher and taken to receive electroshock therapy. And if that's not terrifying enough, when Dorothy manages to escape without having her brain fried, she gets, she almost drowns in a river in what looks like a crib during a storm while she's trying to escape the asylum and free herself. Spoiler alert, Dorothy's the lead character, so she doesn't drown. Instead, she encounters creepy rocks that act as spies for the new king of Oz, the Gnome King. And just in case you're wondering, they chose to spell Gnome, N-O-M-E. No G. Okay. Yep. So he's from Alaska? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, these rocks are pretty shitty people, and they watch and report Dorothy's every move to the Gnome King. Oh, and by the way, they're snide as fuck. They make faces. They uh, basically tease her behind her back when she doesn't realize that they come to life. Uh, Anyway... We then find out that the yellow brick road is in ruins. You know that thing that everyone tells her in the first film to use as a navigational tool? Well, that's gone. So have fun. Also, the Emerald City basically looks like Rome after the fall. (laughs) And don't worry. 
the nightmares don't end there because it's now protected by guards that are called wheelers. And they're terrifying. They have wheels instead of hands and or feet. Imagine a horror movie version of the giraffes in Julie Taymor's A Lion King on Broadway. In that case, or I'm sorry, in case, I can't, I can't talk or read my notes. In case that all seemed too chill for you, we now meet a headless witch named Mombi. She rules over the Emerald City. And Dorothy gets trapped by Mombi in a room with this creepy pumpkin thing named Jack Pumpkinhead. She befriends him, of course, because why not? He's not the last or even the least I'm sorry, he's not the least or even the last weird thing she'll see on this journey. And so maybe he asks her, well, can he call her mom? In the most terrifying scene, Dorothy accidentally wakes up Mombi, who is asleep, while trying to retrieve her magical powder. The headless Mombi tries to go after Dorothy. And while the insane, all the while, the insane number of heads in glass chambers in Mombi's head closet, we'll call it, are <laughs> screaming at her. And guess what? The heads are the heads of the beautiful dancers and women of the Emerald City whom she beheaded to keep their heads and use them as accessories. But wait, there's more. Dorothy then comes face to face with the giant and very angry gnome king. The Gnome King is a monster with a fetish for transforming human beings into objects of art and displaying them in his own freak show antique roadshow of horrors. <laughs> oh, and this dick steals ruby slippers off of Dorothy, turns the scarecrow into a green glass ornament, and he tries to eat Dorothy's new friend, Jack Pumpkinhead. What a fucking dick. Even with all of this, Dorothy manages to defeat the Gnome King, and she travels back to her terrible life in Kansas, leaving the Kingdom of Oz in the hands of a tween princess who magically reappears, and the Scarecrow. Leaving you to wonder, is this really a happy ending? Any, do you that's my synopsis of the yeah. terrifying film. I left uh, out some of the other things like Gump and, or, yeah, Gump, the little moose head thing that's attached to a sofa and some brooms, and that's how it lives because it was killed in the forest but still talks. I mean, these are really kid friendly uh, ideas. It's horrifying. Um, <laughs> I remember uh, seeing a video, uh, I think on YouTube, it might have been the Nostalgia Critic uh, talking about this movie. Um, and it completely wiped out any desire I might have ever had to see that movie, because dear God. Um, <laughs> but I haven't actually seen it uh, from start to finish, uh, thank heavens, which is why I grew up to be such a well-adjusted human being. Joke. Um, but uh, yeah, I it's it's it, why? How? Why? What? Why? <laughs> so many questions. <clears throat> well, um, speaking of questions. Oh, boy. Time for I'm me. super excited to hear you have not seen this. That'll make that, you know, so much the better. Oh, boy. So let me get, I have prepared, uh, I've prepared some true false questions for you. Okay. Some of these will be easy if you listen to me and some of them you will have no idea. How exciting. Okay. True or false. Feruza Balk plays Dorothy. That's true. Said that in the beginning. And I remember her because of, uh, what was it? The Coven? Craft. Craft. The Craft. The craft. Yeah, that, that, that one movie. I it, like That was the first time I'd ever seen her, and I really liked her in that. And I was like, oh boy, I can't wait to see her in other things. She disappears off the face of the earth after that movie. <laughs> I feel like I never saw her again. 
but I did not know she was also a child actress. Yeah. 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 It's probably why she had problems. This movie probably traumatized <laughs> her permanently. Um, yeah, okay. it sounds like it might have done. <laughs> it's it's intense. I might make you watch it now. Oh, no. Uh, true or false? The name of Dorothy's chicken is Bilia. Okay, I don't remember you discussing this. Uh, I think you left the name out, possibly on purpose. Um, Bilia? Yes. Doesn't sound like... Mm, maybe. Uh, I'm just going to say false. That's correct. The chicken's name is Belina. Belina. You took one letter out. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured since you hadn't seen it, you really didn't... Yeah. It was, yeah. This was a... This it's, a was, it's a coin flip either way, really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> True or false, Mobby stole the heads of all of the dancing girls of Emerald City and changes her head on a daily basis. I think that's true. I remember you saying she stole the heads of the dancers, um, but I don't remember you saying whether it was daily or not. Might be weekly or even minutely. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say that's true. Correct. All right. So far, you're three for three. Seven to go. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> oh, I will. Okay. And then actually, I have to care. I have to uh, correct my rant. This movie works me up, obviously. So. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, she does get back to Oz, which is terrible. But I will say, correction. The lightning storm is what transports her back to Oz from her horrible. It's part of the big storm and the flood and stuff. So I, I had said that that's how she gets back to her terrible life at the end. That's actually how she leaves her terrible life at the beginning. Uh, um. Anyway, <clears throat> this one will be hard for you as well. And I apologize. Oh. True or false? <laughs> I'll be cleaning this this pause up. Okay. <laughs> True or false? The cowardly lion is along with Dorothy for the journey. <clears throat> okay. I remember you mentioning that the gnome king had uh, turned the scarecrow into something. I don't remember you saying he'd done something to the cowardly lion. And it would make sense. I'm going to say that's true. No. No, it's false. Yeah, he's... Uh, none of the original characters except the Scarecrow actually show up. And also, by the way, the Scarecrow looks like a terrifying claymation version of the lovable Scarecrow from the yeah. 1939 picture. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, I'm going to just start sending you, like, GIFs and pictures of this film. To terrify you throughout the week, by the way. Could you just not? <laughs> I'm willing to ask nicely. Okay. Well, because you have not actually seen this film, I'm going to do two points for true-false and not make you do ten. Because <laughs> this is a lot of you just... Come on. Let's do it. Let's, let's rock it. You want to do all ten? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All yeah. right. Okay. Return to Oz was filmed in England. Um, hmm. I mean, a lot of English countryside might look mystical and magical to American audiences. I mean, but there's also a lot of other places that qualify for that statement, so... But I think I'm going to say true on that one. Okay. That's yeah, true. That's, that's accurate. Yeah. Very cool. I guess that's how it got so terrifying. <laughs> uh, okay. Mombi keeps the key to the cabinet with her original head around her neck. Wait. Mombi keeps her original head around her neck? <laughs> No, Mommy keeps the key 
to the cabinet holding her original head. Oh, the key to the cabinet that holds her original around her neck. Um, that makes sense. Um, I guess I'll say true. It's false, and, and I apologize. That's a little on me. I was having a hard time reading my words. I have no reading glasses, and apparently, I don't know how to wear glasses. <laughs> um, no, she. So she keeps it, it on has, her wrist. It has to be in front of your eyes, just letting you know. Oh shit! I have yeah. to put them on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just kidding. I am wearing them, guys, since you can't see me. Um, no, she keeps it on her wrist. <laughs> if she kept it on her neck with no head, it would fall it just, off. Would I thought fall that off. would be. Yeah, I thought that would just be like. Well, I didn't know. Maybe she put it on after she put the head on. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> but it, right. it does that's... make sense now that you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. It happens. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Dorothy's robot friend is named Smickmop. I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> Dorothy's robot friend in Return to Oz is named Smickmop. Smixmock? Oh no, that can't be right. That that comes that comes frighteningly close to a slur, I think. On what? two on two levels, actually. Uh I'm gonna say false. Smixmock? Yeah. I'm not it's going false. I'm, I'm not going to explain it, but I was gonna say false, yes. <laughs> it's false. His name is TikTok. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll explain. Just, during, I'll explain what I was thinking during the break because I don't want to say them live because we don't have to. Ex- yeah, I, <laughs> I just I just changed letters when I typed yeah. this up. No, it's, it's fair. I'm not. It's, it's fair. It's fair. I'll I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You're not in trouble. If I say these out loud, I might be. So okay, <laughs> you're fine. okay. <laughs> Go ahead. The Noma King steals the ruby slippers from Dorothy so that he can wear them. True or false? Um, well, could could a giant... Oh, well, no, he's not giant, is he? No, oh, he's was. like a massive, terrifying, yeah. like, <clears throat> limestone creature who, when he gets mad, almost looks sort of like he's like molten lava underneath. Well, they, they, how on earth would he wear them? They wouldn't even fit on his feet. Um, I'm going to say false. I wasn't trying to lead you astray. He definitely wears them. He really? is borderline, like, fabulous, like, in, like, a <laughs> drag queen way. And he puts those fuckers on immediately. And you see them on his weird rock body a few times. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Good on him, then. Good on him. Rocking the rocking the ruby. Yeah, I, it's a it's a weird look for him. I'm not gonna lie, but it works apparently. Okay, <laughs> two more questions here. All Home right. stretch. Let's do it. Okay, the wheelers have roller skates for hands and feet. I think that's true because I seem to recall seeing seeing them at one point, and I think they were roller skates. Or were they whirler blades? Is that the kind of thing you would change to make it false? I don't remember. I'm just going to say true because I seem to recall them where because I I know they weren't giant wheels or at least I think they weren't giant wheels. False. Ah. They're actually like these. They, they're like what I imagine would be like a kid's bike size or like a dinner plate. Like they're like a smaller first kid's bike size, 10 inch, maybe wheels. They're terrifying. Well, it's terrifying. I'll put that one down to my shitty memory then. Cause I've definitely seen the wheelers. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you some gifts later today. No, worry about uh, it. God damn it. You're fucking welcome. Okay. Oh, and my, final question. My memory is a fucking dick. All right. Final All right. question. If you don't get this wrong, you will have better than a 50% score. <laughs> so don't fuck it up. Yeah, thanks. True or false? The scarecrow has been turned into a green glass ornament by Gnome King. That is true. You said that. 
I did. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, you, my friend, have scored a whopping six out of ten points. You would graduate from high school, but just barely with a D (laughs) minus. Well, I suppose that's what I deserve, uh, considering I've never studied the material. Honestly, uh... (laughs) you've never seen it. So, And I had trouble reading partway through, which none of you will hear because I'll have magically or Aaron will have <laughs> edited out my crazy ramblings. We'll figure it out in any event. Uh, okay. Well, congratulations. Uh, that's great. Uh, let's see if you can do better than six points on my topic. I'll just say that my topic is quite interesting. We'll see you after these words. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Erin. You know what time it is. No, what time is it? It's Bicoastal Biatches time. Finally, we so need to catch up. Join the Bitch Brigade and listen to Bicoastal Biatches. Where can they find us? iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back. Time for the third and final part of the show, which means it's my turn to present my topic. And I said that my topic was quite interesting, and that's because I want to talk about QI. Uh, No, I didn't say that backwards. And no, I'm not talking about the Chinese concept of vital energy. Uh, In this case, I mean the British television show QI. It's short for quite interesting. And it's a panel show where they talk about interesting facts, historic events, weird people, or even scientific concepts. Uh, It appears that almost nothing is off the table on QI, and that may have led to the show's incredible longevity. Every series is based around a letter of the alphabet. The first series started on September 11th, 2003, and consisted of topics starting with the letter A, series two was B, and so on. They're currently up to 19 series, having finished with series S this year. Uh, The show is researched by a team of people known as the QI Elves. They devise the questions for the show, and one of them is always on set to communicate with the host during the show to provide and correct facts. And they have their own podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish, uh, which was taken from an entry in the Oxford Encyclopedia of Underwater Life and came up during the course of one of the the shows, uh, one of the first series. And given that they're called elves, I keep waiting for them to show up during one of the years, uh, one of the show's yearly Christmas episodes, but so far it hasn't happened. Damn it. Step up, elves. You fucking dicks. QI was hosted by Stephen Fry when it started, uh, but it was originally planned to be hosted by Monty Python alum Michael Palin until he dropped out. Uh, and Steven stepped in, hosting the first 13 series. He stepped down, uh, quite appropriately, I feel, after exactly half the alphabet, uh, and was replaced by Danish-born comedian Sandy Toxvig. So, delightfully, QI has always had a gay host. Uh, both excel at having a mixture of extreme knowledge uh, and brains, and also warmth plus a naughty sense of humor. Um, The show is loosely held together with a game. However, the point system isn't crystal clear. The questions the host asks are frequently so obscure, it's almost impossible to get them right. So instead, the panelists are awarded points for doing or saying interesting things. And as such, discussions frequently veer off into tangents, humorous anecdotes, or sometimes even musical interludes as contestants spontaneously break into song. It happens more often than you'd think. However, uh, points are taken off your score for providing an answer that's obvious but wrong, at which point... That will result in a klaxon going off, sounding, hopefully, like this. And your wrong answer will appear on screen, and you'll also lose uh, 10 points. 
Given how hard it is to gain points on this show, earning a positive score at all is usually worthy of praise, and panelists winning with a negative score is very common. It's a standard joke that no one in the universe understands QI's scoring system, and that includes the show's creator, John Lloyd, who admits not knowing how it works, but there is someone who is paid to make sure scores are correct, and that person is the luckiest con artist alive. <laughs> the panelists uh, run the gamut of British comedy and celebrity, uh, occasionally featuring former British politicians and often non-comedians who are just big fans, like future Weird Al impersonator Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> Doctor Who legend David Tennant, absolute queen and friend of Stephen Fry, Emma Thompson, the best princess ever, Carrie Fisher, and lead vocalist and lyricist of the bands Stone Sour and Slipknot, Corey Taylor. Uh, so this show has had just some of the most interesting people on for you know absolutely no reason whatsoever. Um, but it, it's delightful whenever a guest shows up that you never would have expected, and it happens quite frequently. But one panelist is permanent and has been on every single episode, and that's Ellen Davies, who you may remember from my Murder Mysteries topic, the curly-headed comedian from Jonathan Creek. He isn't exactly stupid. It's more like his intelligence works differently from Stephen Fry's or Sandy Toxpig's. As such... He is frequently the perfect foil for both of them and frequently deflates them when discussion starts getting serious. He provides the perfect balance to the show, and I swear I spend every episode bouncing back and forth between being utterly fascinated and laughing my ass off. However, I have saved the best for last. The show ends with a sort of lightning round that's usually completely off-topic and utilizes much shorter questions concerning things that are widely believed to be true that are actually false. It's called, instead of general knowledge, general ignorance. And it's, <laughs> it is frequently the funniest and most mind-blowing part of the show. For example, if I were to ask you, Aaron, what makes up more than 70% of the internet, what would you say? Porn. Yeah. You'd think it would be porn, because that's the common joke. But according to a survey by the ACLU, they discovered that actually less than 1% of the internet is pornography. Lies. Uh, but it is true that 80 to 90% of all email traffic are spam, uh, which I can personally verify. And to celebrate general ignorance, my game is going to be very similar. I'm going to ask you five questions. And for each question, if you give me a wrong answer that I've predicted you will give, you'll get no points. If you give me a wrong answer that I didn't see coming, I'll give you one point. And if you give me the correct answer or are close enough to it, I'll give you two points for a maximum of ten. Are you ready? Awesome. Oh, yeah. Bring it. All right. Here's your first question. How many states are there in the United States of America? 50? Uh, it's actually 46. Four are not states. They're commonwealths. Pennsylvania, Virginia, Kentucky, and Massachusetts all officially designate themselves as commonwealths, not states. I hate you. It's the truth. I it's still hate real. you. If you look it up, it's genuinely true. All right. Here's your second question. How many Spartans died at the Battle of Thermopylae? None. I did think you would say that. Um, a lot of people would have said 300, uh, but it's actually 299. 
there were 301 Spartans at the battle because it's 300 Spartan soldiers plus their king, Leonidas. But two Spartans actually didn't take part in the battle. One was sent off to deliver a message and after the battle took place was so ashamed that he committed suicide. And the other one couldn't take part in the battle because he had an eye infection. Which I, I think if, if you're if you're down to just three hundred people, uh I think you you maybe let the one with the eye infection go you know, take part, but maybe you put him in front so he doesn't accidentally hit your own soldiers. I don't know. Uh there had to be a way to include him, but for whatever reason he was left out. So only two hundred and ninety nine Spartans died at the Battle of Thermopylae. Uh, but I did predict you might say none. Uh, so anyway, let's move on to your third question. What is it that burns when you set fire to your farts? Methane? I hate you. <laughs> it's actually hydrogen. Uh, most humans don't produce methane. Only 33% of people have methane in their body, and it's due to microbes called methanogens in your gut. Uh, either way, they don't produce enough methane to light up your farts. It's actually the hydrogen in them that goes up. All right. <laughs> You're doing great. Uh, here's your next question. Where would you find the most pyramids in the world? <laughs> the struggle is real. I am torn. I'm going to say South America. Ooh. No klaxon for you. Um, it's not correct. Uh, I predicted you would say Egypt, Mexico, or Las Vegas, uh, any of which would have been incorrect. Um, it's actually Sudan uh, in Africa. Huh, really? There are there are about 220 pyramids in Sudan, uh, dating back to when the area was ancient Nubia. Uh, and they were more of a meritocracy than Egypt was. So it wasn't just the leaders that got burial pyramids. Uh, so Egypt may have more famous ones, but Sudan actually has the most. Fuck. But still, one point. Well done. Uh, here is your last question. What human organ is the most like an elephant's trunk? I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to say that again. What human organ is the most like an elephant's trunk. Yep, no, that's what I thought you said. Um, <laughs> the liver. Hmm. Okay, no klaxon again, because I didn't predict you'd say that. Um, my predictions were that you'd say penis, which is uh, the obvious uh, answer, but very wrong. Uh, I also predicted you might say, I've dated that guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, my final prediction was uh, Ralph's pendulous balls. Um, but you said neither of those. You said the liver. That's not correct. So you get one point. Um, the actual answer is the tongue. Uh, okay. like, like an elephant's trunk, it's all muscle and water. So that's why it can be contorted into almost any shape. Huh. I was trying to think, like, I was like, well, an esophagus is not uh, an organ. It's just a part of you. And I didn't think about the tongue yeah. as being an organ or a grabby thing, which, so, but then I was like, well, the trunk, they're probably, they're sifting through mm. stuff sometimes before they put it in their mouth. Yeah. So maybe that's part of their filtration process. So I get it. Yeah, no, uh, it's a reasonable guess. And uh, certainly better than penis um <laughs> i love that you thought i was gonna say penis followed by i dated that guy i mean come on um so <laughs> um so yeah uh you you definitely got better at that game as you went along um it, it was it was very hard to get the correct answers Oof, that um, was rough 
but and you know like i said that's that's pretty much how qi's general ignorance works it's all it's all questions you think you know the answer to but guess what you're wrong um and uh, it's it's really enjoyable to watch that segment of the show and that's why i wanted to base my game off it uh unfortunately it you wind up with a grand total of two points i'm sorry that may have been way too hard and i should have come up with some other different way to do it but in any event i guess that means i win the episode yay oh just wait just wait <laughs> the episode i'm like you seven quiz vengeance will be real. <laughs> i certainly hope so i want them to be harder make them harder um so i am definitely down for that uh looking forward to it in any event that has been episode six for us um yeah uh QI and uh, I, I don't even know what title we're going to come up with for this one. <laughs> QI and Return to Oz. Oh boy. Uh, all right. Well, I'm sure we'll come up with something interesting, but uh, that's going to be it from us. Uh, I want to say thanks for anyone who's listening. Much appreciated. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, we will be back to do this again uh, next week and uh, hopefully have more fun stuff for you. In the meanwhile, if you want to, if you want to, you know, send us an email, you can always do that at Aaron and Aaron inbox, which is A A R O N A N D E R I N. I N B O X at gmail.com. And uh, if you send us something delightful, we will read it on the air. Um, and you can always leave us a voicemail on our anchor page, um, which uh, there will be a link to, I think on our, uh, we have a Twitter as well as a, yes. yes. Yeah. If you go to, if you follow the initial Twitter post of our episode, then you can go to the main anchor page and leave a voice message there. Or like I said earlier in the episode, you can yeah. just record one on your smartphone and send it over. Just try to keep it, you know, a minute or less. And I think we're going to have a website soon. If we don't already have one, we have a domain name. Oh, yes. Yay. Okay. So we're on the way. We will have a website soon where you can get all our stuff. But Yeah. And if you are one of our listeners and you want to do a free website for us, hit me up. Because <laughs> I don't want to learn a third thing. <laughs> yeah. We've, we, we have to learn enough for this show. It's uh, it's taxing our brains a little bit. Um, but that's okay. It's been delightful. Um, so you can reach me at uh, Pantsless Aaron on Twitter. You can find Aaron at T-O-A-O Turtle. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you can catch the show on Twitter at A-N-E Podcast. Um, so please do that. That's probably the best way to keep up to date with all the fun stuff we're doing with the show. Um, you can also check out my other podcast, BFYCW. Uh, you can also check out Aaron's podcast, Bicoastal Biatches, um, both of which are available wherever podcasts are found. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever your flavor, we hope you enjoy something that we do. Uh, and it's appreciated that you are hanging out and uh, having a good time along with us. So that's going to be it from us. Uh, so uh, until next time, it's going to be goodbye from me and from Aaron. Bye. Bye.